This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by nobody this week. Unfortunately, it is a somber week in my household I am joined by Jesse and Max. They are here, so they are, will be a part of this. But we'll get into the WrestleMania weekend talk shortly. But I am deeply saddened and absolutely heartbroken that my wife and I had to put down our second cat in four months. Fuck, this is hard. On March 31st, we lost our little boy, Biggie. For the last couple of months, his health has pretty much deteriorated badly, and we had to make our most difficult decision pretty much ever together. Luckily, we had each other, and we were able to get through this, and obviously with the support system of our friends and family too, and thank you for all. But for people, if people are, don't understand, if you're not a pet owner, to encompass this all into like a little ball, so to speak, this guy was like attached to me by the hip. He gave us so many wonderful memories for 17 years. Like I've lost other pets, immediate family members and even friends, but this has been the hardest loss I've ever had to endure. I've never met an animal with more personality and love than him. At least this is a good therapy session. He knew how to make us laugh. He knew when we were feeling down. We would even have, as crazy as it sounds, full-fledged conversations back and forth for minutes. And I have video to prove it, even if people don't even believe it. But I want to dedicate this episode to my beloved baby boy, Biggie. I couldn't think of two more amazing guys to do this with. Thank you guys for bearing with me and thank you Biggie for all the amazing memories guys if you want to pipe in for a minute cool man rest in peace Biggie Never Biggie. Met you, but we're doing this for you mate 
WrestleMania, showcase of the Immortals, and will immortalize Biggie in this episode. Absolutely. Nicely done, Steve. A fitting tribute. Okay, so gentlemen, thank you, like I said, for being here today. Let's get off on a good note. Jesse, congratulations. You are officially a podcaster once again. Tell me what's going on. What's this venture all about? I think, Max, you're a little bit involved too since it is, you know, productive. You know? <laughs> I, think, I think the most important thing here to acknowledge first, there's two important things to acknowledge. One is that Max has zero involvement with this. Zero. The, nothing at all. Zero. I mean, it, it is under my brand. but It's you know. under, okay, it's under you our see? So brand. something. And the second thing is that I've, he's got a podcast in the works as well, but the most important oh, thing okay, is okay. I've got my episode out before him, which is, an, 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 we should all acknowledge, as Roman Reigns would say, acknowledge me. <laughs> so this <laughs> is an together. important thing. Uh, just quickly before we go to anything, it's a podcast, it's sort of a radio show really, it just what? has to be okay. a podcast. Uh, it's called Rebel Acoustics, it's exclusive to Spotify. Ooh. Spotify do this thing I feel like not enough people take advantage of, okay. that you can do a podcast but inject music from Spotify throughout your podcast. Oh, so so I thought, why not just do a radio show, right? I love just sure. forcing music on people and showing them shit I like. So I might as well just like <laughs> do. It. That's kind of what you're doing with this, right, Steve? Like you sure. love sort of chatting to people and combat sports and stuff like that. If you got a passion, you might as well just try and get it out there and just sort of let the masses hear it. So I'm just doing that for an hour a week, just playing folk music and punk music, which are two genres I love. Just shit okay. I like. Uh, shit that, you know, my friends, famous people, people who are touring at the moment, who need a bit of exposure, whatever. Just doing my best for them. But yeah, it's good fun. Nice, nice. Max, any new ventures, or can you shed any light on your new podcast? Oh, man, I don't want to steal the, the thunder from Jesse <laughs> in this moment here. You're right. really not stealing it, mate, because you'll never surpass me. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, this is the problem. This is why I didn't want it under the GT5 network, because he's just going to become so insufferable. Oh, he's 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 like the John Lennon, or oh, and I'm McCartney. Okay, and I really hope he gets shot in the back. Uh, in the back <laughs> wow, of the that's that's what I'm hoping. Um, on May first, I will be dropping my own solo podcast called Surface Knowledge, Ooh. which is all about uh, fun facts and trivia that you can use in any kind of social situation. Fifteen minute episodes, oh, nice. very quick bites, free stories, uh, an episode covering random topics throughout the week and that's going to be my podcast so more of more of the traditional podcast versus jesse's bullshit music vlog whatever it is trendy hipster shit (laughs) which is winning which is but the gt5 network fully endorses and supports jesse benz in his latest venture we're still we're still all under the gt5 network we're still a family and we still love each other now in a perfect world do you guys want to branch out and have more shows on your network or is this enough for the two of you I mean, we've outside of us. If we, if we count them down, we've got got till five. We've got the not for girls. We did are we there yet? We've got game till five. Mm-hmm. Now we've got rebel acoustics surfaces. So we've got six oh, podcasts got six under the already. network now. Okay, gotcha. So they've is, officially all integrated cool. to the GT Five network or whatever the fuck you call it. Yeah. I can't even remember now. Yeah, I mean they're all they're all except for Jesse who was hosted on Anchor. They're all hosted on Captivate. Oh. They're all under the same umbrella uh jesse's got the gt5 network branding on his artwork i've got the same on my new artwork so yeah i think keeping that consistency is kind of cool and then people who go what the fuck is the gt5 network they might find got till five 
Oh, that's true because you still have your old episodes on there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've never never we still yeah. get listeners, man. We still get good numbers. Shut on that, up! Is, Are you kidding me? It's great. Me? So, like, we, yeah, we, we, put, we put zero effort in, and people still find them somehow. Oh, I guess because, awesome. like, it's the most random topics, right? There's always someone searching for random shit, and they come across us somehow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah no kidding, right? Oh, and plus, happy belated birthday, Jesse. I know it's been a couple of weeks, if not, but we don't get to talk as much in person. But I hope you had, you know, all the good endeavors. No pun Thank you very so much. I appreciate your happy birthday message. You sent me a message hoping that someone was pissing on my face as a um, special birthday treat. Well, and um, I yeah. can assure you that was just the foreplay of that day. So I had a lovely time. That was his morning wake up. That was, yeah, best alarm ever. <laughs> okay, how about this? <laughs> to light- waterboarded by God. To lighten up the mood even more before we get into wrestling, because at least WrestleMania was good this year. At least one of the nights for sure. The other night we'll see. We'll talk about it for sure. Impromptu got to five, top five right now on the spot. Your top five, or even three, whatever's easiest for you, or that you can think of, because I know it's on the spot. We are rusty. Gifts that you got as a child for your birthday. Oh, okay. Hmm, that's a fun one. I got um, some Action Man. What the fuck is an Action like, Man? Action Man is like G.I. Like Joe. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, okay. So, like, I loved Action Man, but I got, in retrospect, it's probably one of the gayest birthday gifts ever, but my mum got me, like, all of the clothing accessories and, like, all the boots and stuff. Yeah, and my mum got me the same. Yeah, um, I had a great time dressing up. I had a little they had, like, yeah, yeah. It had, like, a little snowy jacket, and I was like, going to pair that with some nice boots, and you're going to, like, fabulous. Wow. That was, a, that was a good gift. That was a happy time. That was a happy time. They were good times. My favorite, um, just just Christmas count, like just child presents, right? Sure, um, that's fine. You, yeah. you can cheat. So um, the one I properly remember is my mum got me Pokemon Red, the first Pokemon game that oh, ever came out okay. uh, for Christmas. But she, the thing, like she'd done such a fucking good job at convincing me that everywhere was sold out and she couldn't get it anywhere. Do you know, like she'd just done a proper good mum job, and then. Um, I like opening it and I just remember being so convinced I definitely wasn't getting it that Christmas so just opening it and seeing it fuck man it was just so cool I just spent all day playing that it was the best Christmas ever well, it was I... a Pokemon Gold for my 13th birthday oh, yeah. same level nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you Pokemon generation man I, I missed that generation by just a few years now it, I, I just can't go back to it and it's a shame because I hear so many people enjoy it and I obviously it's it's got some worth to last it this long and for you guys just to hold on to shit like that but it's funny how video games is a lot of i guess now my generation too because i guess we were the first ones to be brought up in video games where there was an adults playing it's like video games are like that one staple for every good gift that you ever get like you know like mine i never got any i always got hand-me-downs from like my brothers and i used to play with the broken gi joes and transformers i never i'll never forget i had an optimus prime missing an arm so when he would transform into the truck, his headlight was missing. So I always pretend he got into an accident or something. Nice. <laughs> so I always get like those type of hand. But one birthday, my parents did surprise me. They got me a, an original NES. And I was like, oh my God. And I actually found out beforehand because I guess they bought it a week or so. And I found it at the bottom of their closet. I don't, I guess I was searching. I was desperate. And then I even actually played it before. No they way. actually gave it to me, but then I wrapped it all up and put it back and everything, so I attacked surprise. <laughs> so that's the one I always go back to. But it, like I said, it's just funny how video games have such a deep place in our heart. I think, yeah, I think they're right? the best gifts to open on Christmas. Like, I think so. Even as an adult. Place, it's the best gift. Yeah. 
100%. Like, shit, like, I, I told my wife I don't want a PS5, and if she was to buy it for me, I'd get upset. But if I was to still see it as a Christmas gift or as a regular gift, I'd be like, holy shit, yeah, I'd still have that smirk. But then I'd be like, why'd you buy it? Because <laughs> I could still wait. I could still play a, a lot of games on the PS4, so I re- I'm not in a rush yet. You said about finding presents before you've been given them as well. When I was a kid, I found, before my birthday, my mum and dad got me um, some biker mice from Mars walkie-talkies. Oh, shit. And, um, and I found the box. Okay. Um, and I, but my mum walked in as I sort of opened the cupboard no. and found the box. And she went, what are you doing? I went, oh, what are they? Like, what are they for? Oh, she went, oh, um, I've, I've bought their, uh, their an anniversary present for your dad. And I just totally accepted it that my mum was buying my dad some biker mice from Mars. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, fair <laughs> Okay, now i got to know, what else did you walk in that you fell for? <laughs> <laughs> we were just stretching, son. Yeah. <laughs> just wrestling. <laughs> right? Wrestling. <laughs> oh shit well speaking of wrestling well there it is there's my segue gentlemen wrestlemania weekend a lot of crazy shit okay before we get even into wwe i used to love when we have all this wrestling surrounding wrestlemania weekend but now i find it's way too much it's like if i i find like every single independent show has like two or not even one show anymore two or three shows during the weekend then you obviously have wwe you throw in roh you throw in this you throw in that like it's like how are you supposed to consume all this and then enjoy it all by the time it's all said and done yeah it's a lot i remember when that first started happening WrestleMania 30 when it was in new orleans and mm. all the indie shows were there like all of the british um talent were there and they were putting on all these shows it was cool like it was fresh and it was new but you're right now it's just so much to consume especially when you're watching like six hours in a week anyway and then you have to watch eight hours on a weekend right ain't, ain't nobody got time for that it's too much. Even if we took away all the indie shows and all that shit, it's two so nights of WrestleMania is still too much for me. I can't like two four-hour nights is ridiculous. New Japan did it for a couple of years with Wrestle Kingdom, and right. that put me and that put me off New Japan as well. And now that they've reverted back to just one night for WrestleMania, it's like this is just the perfect show. That's all I want, you know. There, yeah. there is too much talking about birthdays. It feels like too much. You can have too much birthday. No, it's true, and I now, I hate to say it, but I want to revert back to the six-hour WrestleMania versus two four-hour WrestleMania nights. Just give us a four-hour WrestleMania. One four-hour Yeah, but you know what they're going to do? It's going to be all multi-man matches and then one title match. And, like, you know what I mean? And that's what it's pretty much going to be. No, it's not. WrestleMania 17 is considered one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, right? That was, like, three and a half hours. Perfect. Yeah, but look how thin show. the roster was compared to today's roster. Like, how, how are you going to Fuck gonna them all up, then. Sack them. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Just fire them all. Just keep the good people. So you would rather take... Jesse is working for Vince. So you, new company. You would rather take all, like, the best six matches or seven of both weekends and put that into one weekend and scrap all the other ones? Yes. Okay. 100%. What's wrong with that? Well, I guess. Well, that's your opinion. Wasting my, wasting my time watching average matches. No, but I, like I said, I agree. I want one one night, but I don't mind the six hour. Or maybe have, like, a few of these lower card matches during the pre-show because i don't think there was any matches during the pre-shows this year and they had a long pre-show so it was like why not put like a few more on there instead and make the actual show shorter but now there was a lot of shit i tried like i wanted to honestly go in and watch a lot of shit but i ended up watching it because obviously i was at home sulking and i didn't really want to do anything thank god for wrestling again wrestling video games have saved my life 
throughout my whole life, so to speak. <laughs> but it's, it's always it's always there. It's always comfort. It's like even the other thing. It's the other. I always go back to this too, and it's horrible to say because now I shouldn't be eating as much of it. But the other comfort that I had during this weekend was eating McDonald's. There's something about McDonald's, at least here in North America. I don't know about you guys over there, but over here, when you have a nice McDonald's meal after like a long day or something, or even coming back from vacation, it just hits the spot different. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if you guys have like a certain food or type of joint like that too. The crack. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. Hitting that pipe. It's different. I don't know. I don't know if McDonald's tastes the same over here or not, but I always find the idea of a McDonald's is so much better than actually having it. Do you know what I mean? You really sort of look forward to it and then you have it and you're like, eh, but I do kind of agree. But like, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I, I might be a slightly functioning alcoholic, but I've got it under control. But like, I, but genuinely, like, alcohol does sort of have that for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of sure. the day, like, a few drinks just fuck me. Just that first touch of your lips when you sip a drink after a long day at work or whatever. Uh, it's just fucking amazing. Man. Yeah, that's it's like with so me and good. weed. I, I totally understand. Don't worry. You, I could just feel my whole body just. Yeah. Ah, of you course. Know what I mean? it's, yeah. Of it's course. Amazing. But anyways, the point of my story. So I watched a lot of Sorry. wrestling <laughs> over this week. Yeah, we're going off another tangent. So yeah, I watched a lot of wrestling. So the one I just want to touch on because I think it was actually the best match of the whole weekend, bar none, was on the Super Card of Honor show for Ring of Honor. El Hijo del Vikingo versus Commander. If you guys didn't watch this match, I know, Jesse, you don't like flippy shit, but this is flippy shit done right, my friend. You will really? appreciate this. I'm telling you. Did you. Is this the same Vikingo that was against Kenny Omega the other week? I yes, know. it was, but Commander is just another version. So put it this way. They started at the same time, and they were supposed to go off and be the same thing, but Vikingo bet them, so sort of like, you know, so they're like one and two in, in, in AAA. Okay. It's, I mean, uh, I trust you, Steve. If you think you know how much I hate flippy shit, if you think I'll like it, I'll I give think it a you go will. For you. I think you will. I mean, Commander is ridiculous. I've only seen him on like Dynamite and stuff, but that is that is a damn good lucha. No, it, it was a crit. There was one spot, but you'll see. There was a few spots that he does that he did with Omega, obviously, because you know he's known for that crazy backflip into the fucking poison or her and Kenron or whatever the fuck he does. Obviously, oh, yeah. that's Kenny a, Omega just waited for about five minutes, just like to catch exactly. Him. And it sort of happened again, but you know that's one of his moves, whatever. And he did the same thing to the outside, the six thirty, and all that fun stuff. But there was a crazy spot, like a, a Canadian destroyer off the top rope. That was just fucking mental. If you just want to see that, just go with that. But other than that, oh, and thing too, uh, the I don't know if you heard what happened in the ladders war match at Ring of Honor oh, with. Um, with fight, uh, what is it, Top Flight? Yeah. Oh man, did you that, see it? Those brothers are cursed. Yeah, our friend, our friend sent it to us. Poor uh, guy. I hope, I hope friend, he comes back friend. from that, man. That 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 so looked our, rough. Our friend that sent it to us is not a wrestling fan at all. He has no oh, really? interest in wrestling. But apparently he has a friend who just has a passion for people breaking their legs in sports. Shut so up. Like that's, that's like his favorite thing. So whenever anything like that happens, he just sends the video to our mate Matt, who then forwarded this one on to us because it was wrestling related. But yeah, it was oh, horrible. Like yeah. Maybe think of Sid Vicious back in WCW. You know what? That's a good example. Yeah. So I hope that Dante Martin recuperates nicely because, yeah, it's just bad luck with these two, just one after another. And it's like, oh, just when yeah. they get going you and you think. And who even knows? Maybe they were supposed to win these belts because I I would have not put it past them for why not? Like Ring of Honor is always that promotion of up and coming guys like 
sort of like the flippy guy, so to speak, to win the title. So why not get him a nice little jump start? But yeah, that totally sucks. And did you guys watch anything or hear of anything from Stand and Deliver? No. You completely no, given afraid. up on NXT, eh? That's it. It's over for you guys. There's not enough time in the day. We were just saying, you know, there's not enough time in the day to, to watch all this stuff. It just, I just can't squeeze it in. I really can't. I barely squeezed in this mania before this show, to be honest with you. Again, yeah, being we English kind of as well. And, yeah, yeah the, the time delayed, you know what I mean? It, gets, it can get tricky. No, that is. Okay, so two matches people have to watch is the women's ladder match. Crazy. One of the best women's ladders matches I've ever seen. And then the five-man North American Championship. I think that was the greatest five-man match ever. Not even in WWE, just... I've ever seen it. it's it's crazy shit. So if you if you can watch those two, and obviously there's a new champ, Carmelo Hay. So I'm assuming, as of this recording, we're recording this on Monday before Raw. I'm assuming Braun Breaker will probably be on Raw. He'll probably be one of the call ups. I would assume. I mean, my problem with NXT, and it makes me sound like an old man, but compared oh, to like the glory go. days of NXT, like here everyone just reminds me of comic book characters and porn stars. Like there's there's just nothing. What did you say? I'd be watching. <laughs> I don't know. They just all seem so weird and wrestling generic. Like they've been created in a WE 2K game. I see what. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so formulated. But you do have to created. give it a chance, though. That's the problem. Yeah, it, it's a slow burn, and then you get to know the characters, and then you appreciate it. And they still have that sprinkle of yeah. the indie guys there, but it's almost gone. Like that whole generation of indie guys. Like, I think there's probably, like, one or two left. But other than that, maybe the indie guys from the UK scene, because now they're popping up everywhere in NXT. But other than that, everyone's had the call-up by now. So, it's all new, fresh cases. So, if you give it a shot, I understand the time and all that. But it's it's better than it was when it rebranded to 2.0. Like, it, I could see it trying to yeah, go they, back they to its original roots. They definitely fixed that. I'm glad a couple of the NXT UK guys have found a place. Uh, Eddie Dennis retired last week. So big shout out to Eddie Dennis. Great wrestler over in the UK. Yeah. yeah. See what happens. We shall see. And then obviously NXT Europe, if that is even going to happen now with the sale. It's crazy now. Again, as of this recording, just sold UFC and WWE under the same umbrella now. Like how crazy. Now, what are we going to see in terms of crossovers because obviously we're going to talk about the main event of night two could that have already you know done something to that main event are we going to start seeing more of the ufc guys coming here and vice versa making like a guy just from the wwe shows up in the ufc crowd and starts cutting a promo like you know what i mean is it going to go wonky both ways maybe i i don't know i imagine they're they're pretty smart from a business perspective i I hope so separate I think they'll keep them separate. There's not a lot of crossover. Like, UFC fans, yeah, a couple like WE, but there is that kind of shitting on W quite a lot from UFC fans because it's not pure fighting. Uh, and same for WE. They're like, why would I watch that? So I, I doubt there'll be crossover. But I was saying to Jesse, it's just weird that we just watched our last WrestleMania right. under a pure WE umbrella. Like, that's it. Mm. The WE as we've known it our entire lives is over. It is. It is, and it's funny and fitting how 40 will kick it off, and who knows, then maybe that's when they rebrand everything, and that's when they go full force with the new whatever, maybe new logo, and maybe that's why they said they came out with a new belt, everyone thought maybe it was going to be for Cody, well maybe it's going to be this whole new rebranding shit, who knows, but anyways, night one, late. I was going to say ladies and gentlemen, but I only have gentlemen here, night one gentlemen, <laughs> Jesse, 
let's go. Okay, so people know we're just going to pick one match each that we enjoyed and just talk about that and move on to night two and whatever else we pick up. We're not going to go through every single match because not everything was good, but night one consensus is it is the better night. So, Jesse, what did you enjoy from night one? Bye favorite match of the night was um Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the women's title good call, um, good call. first up first off if I could just say in a very sexist way both oh, women no. looked fit has to be said okay that's just, not bad. I mean we have we have to acknowledge that they were both looking very very good um I've always been I've defended Charlotte on this podcast before I think because yes, like have. it feels like you know I sort of get it like people don't like her they feel like she wins too much she's overexposed things like that she is consistently fucking great I think she's just she's a great wrestler she always has been she delivers great matches and especially when she's got a good um, opponent and she did with Rhea so it was just a great match and my spot of the night of night one was that German fucking suplex man the um German to the sort of late backflip that Charlotte did where she just landed on her fucking face after um, the Rhea Ripley German. I said to Max, I was a little bit ahead of Max. It was fucking mental. Um, I was a little bit ahead of Max when we were watching it and I was like, look out for this German suplex. It's fucking amazing. And uh, there was a German off the top rope and Max thought that's what I was talking about and he was like, eh, yeah, fine. And, and And then that one happened. It was like, oh shit. You should have you should have seen my reaction when the, the real one happened because I was like, yeah. it, was <laughs> it didn't look it didn't look deliberate, did it? it like Charlotte no. barely escaped with her life, really. Like the the, the only... fact she took the skin off the roof of yeah. the nose. Yeah, grim. man, it was. Oh, man. It could have been so just... much worse. She could have got herself paralyzed there, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was easily. it was a matter of centimeters between paralysis and an amazing spot. Luckily, it was mm-hmm. an amazing spot. But um, just yeah, I just thought it was a great, solid match. I really liked that the, the commentators acknowledged it as well, didn't they? The fact that it was the first like all women match in every sense, like with the announcer and the referee and the opponents. That's at WrestleMania anyway, um, and I thought that was quite cool, quite a cool thing to sort of witness. Yeah. Um, that announcer, man, um, I first properly saw her at the Royal Rumble. Um, she's fucking incredible. She's one of the best ring announcers I've well, ever heard. You, of my you don't life. know her backstory. Wasn't was one of you guys? Wasn't it? Was it you, Max, who said that she used to be a heavy metal uh, like singer yeah, or something? She still is, like, yeah, she used oh, to be an NXT. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. that makes total sense though. And it just it just fucking works, man. She just brings yeah, a she's gravitas. Awesome. MVP, uh, one of the MVPs of the weekend, unsung hero, uh, or as they would say. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> she's amazing, and she made that match better by you know <laughs> announcing it. Just that, the whole thing. I thought it was just a great. It felt like a, a big match. It felt like a right, main, yes. it wasn't a main event, but it had a, it had a big match feel. Do you know what I mean? It was awesome. And, yeah. the, and the one thing I really enjoyed about this, this is one of the few matches that you didn't know who was going to come out with the title. Every other one you sort of thought of, even though they kind of swerved us in some of them. But this one, you're like, I have no idea. It could go either way, and I won't be upset if it does. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, totally. It was great. Um, just, yeah, for, uh I don't know if like the star ratings are out now, but Jesse gives that four point two five stars. Strong star rating. How about this? Did you know who produced this match? And you're gonna find this. Oh, let's hello- guess. Max, uh, you know? Do, do you know Max? Oh, can I guess? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, guess. Go Scotty too hotty. <laughs> no. As good a guess as any. I was just uh, gonna say. Uh, give me, give me, give me another one. Uh, Shane Helms, the Hurricane. No, 
Uh, we're getting all right. One more. Give me one more guess. Think, think uh, more recent. N- not, not an old timer. He would still be in his prime. How about that? He would still be in his prime. Yeah, but he's not wrestling anymore. No, because I he don't know. Landed on his fucking head. Is it Tyson mm-hmm. Kidd? No, I was gonna say because uh, I, I want to know from Max Afinos. Okay, it was, it was. It's Jason Jordan. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He has found like a great career for himself because he's produced some banger matches. So I've heard. Like, it, I sucked, know. it sucked what happened to him, but like he is a great producer. So Same what did happen kid. to him? Is he officially done? He's never coming back. Yeah, yeah. He, had, I can't remember what the injury was now, but it was just like I think it was a neck thing. Oh, um, so he just, is Kurt Angle's son. I know. That's what I mean. It, you know, it was meant to be. They fucking cursed the guy. Shit. It's okay, he'll show up at Impact and then go crazy over there soon. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> go and headbutt Samoa Joe or something. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Okay, no, that, that was a great... Yeah, I, I think this was the... Yeah, the second best match of the night, in my opinion. Just, again, because the, the story wasn't there. And obviously, we all know the Bloodline story. That fucking... Everyone's going through the roof with that. But before we get to that, Max, what was your favorite? Or one of the favorite matches from night one? Ah, uh, fuck, which one did we say I was going to talk about again? Because this is really organic. Mysterio. Ah, yes. The Mysterios going going against each other. Uh, yeah, what a great little match. Because Dom has been doing the best character work of anyone in years. He is phenomenal in his little shit-eating heel, whatever he is. Uh, real gangster. Really channeling that, yeah, really channeling that kind of Eddie Guerrero-esque character. Exactly. Uh, but doing it in a completely different way of um, trying to be cool and innocent. And I just think he's amazing. When we when we saw him a couple of years ago and he was just this white meat baby face who was a little bit lanky and janky, and now he's yeah he's like starting to grow star. into himself like he's he's taking that that protein shake seriously nowadays he's, yeah he's got a bit of muscle come at that entrance I thought was hilarious with loved his, it like, outfit loved and it the hood and stuff and you know and what start- it's so funny that he looks exactly like his dad in the mask like the eyes and the chin are so his dad like I identical. He came out wearing it at um, the Royal Rumble, didn't he? He came out wearing Ray's mask after he sort of took him out. Before he came out for the Rumble, he was wearing Ray's mask. And, I'll, and it, as you say, for a second, it, that is Ray. Like, it's just the exact like same he has He has to wear that mask once Ray officially, officially retires, right? It has to be. It can't yeah, be no other way. Exactly. And so. um, speaking of Ray, his entrance, hearing Eddie Guerrero's music blare out in a WrestleMania stadium again, like, that got me a bit emotional. That was That such was a nice so good. Pop. And so smart Coming to do. But you yeah. say in a stadium again. That music's never been played in a stadium. WrestleMania was still in arenas True. up until his death. Yeah. You know, we've never you're heard right, that in right. such a huge stadium. Which sort of that's what got me. You know, it's sort of, it's it's a size it's a size place that he never played himself. You know, he never got the opportunity yeah. to. And and Ray's mask, I thought was really cool. At first, I thought it was like an MF Doom thing going on, but. I, Someone said it was more of a great Muta tribute yeah. for the Hall of Fame, yeah. And I thought that was it was a really nice mask that he had on. Um, and the match itself, Ray can still go. Like I thought this was going to be his retirement swan song match. Like he was going to go out to his kid, and that was going to be the end of it. But Ray can still go, and Ray can still put on bangers. Uh, the reformation of the LWO, another is thing. Amazing. Well, you know, now he's going to yeah. stick around for a while, and now there's so many Latin guys even in the system that they could bring over, or even currently on the roster that they could do easily. The, the like they could easily uh, a nice way of doing it is you could bring Dom and 
priest over because they're both Latin, like pull him away from you, you know what I mean, Finn Balor and shit, and be like, I, "This is your roots," yeah. you know, and have that storyline going. I think that you have to finish a story. It wouldn't have made sense for just Ray to kind of go out at this point. Ray has to get Dom back. He has to, And right? get him out of I agree. He has to bring him back around, and that's going to be great. But the, the, the probably my favorite bit in the match is where he threw the drink in Elia's face, his sister. Love she it. fucking went like that was serious. Like, she was ready to I wonder if him. she didn't even know that was going to happen, and that was legit pissed, was, right? Boom, that great, and he like, came out. Imagine, but like, you could do, imagine just... The, having the opportunity to throw a drink in your sibling's face with the perfect excuse of like, you know, hey, it's right? my job, babe. I'm playing heel. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I have to, it's oh, so great. And also, just in case, you know, meant the, um, my second favourite spot of the night after mm. that German suplex we just talked about, okay. the alley-oop sort of counter from Dominic when they've just fucking brained Ray on the bottom turnbuckle in the yes. corner. That was fucking sick. I loved it. No, yeah, again, he was, another fantastic He's being match. innovative and he, and he knows what he's doing. I mean, yeah, I can't wait to see more of what Dominic Mysterio does and I didn't think I'd ever say that. But from 2005 with the little weird custody battle storyline and the ladder match to, to this, yeah, give me more Dom. Dom me. <laughs> Although I will say, I love that Ray got inducted into the Hall of Fame, loved his speech, all of that stuff. Right. Being inducted into the Hall of Fame should mean that you're ending your career. I That's agree too. One thing I don't think if he's not ending his career, he shouldn't have gone. You know what I'm thinking? It- he he yeah. was meant to retire next WrestleMania, maybe to be like at forty, because that's a huge number too. And then he was supposed to retire. Then and then they were going to put him off, and maybe someone else big was supposed to go this year, but they couldn't do it, so they just pushed it up a year. And now next year he'll retire. Maybe that's what it was. Who knows? Yeah. It, it's Jesse's right though. It should be a case of if someone's career is over, that's what qualifies you for the so. Hall of Fame. It's you know people coming back. I love Edge as much as anyone, but it's always weird when it's like Hall of Famer Edge or Beth Phoenix and these people still wrestling. And wrestling really well. Well, and that's the thing. If they make a cameo or show up for like a one night, like 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 Austin did, no problem. Yes, but I agree. You have to be like on a day to day officially retired. No, you can't be putting on five star matches or even having in WrestleMania cases fucking Hell in a Cell matches when you're in the Hall of Fame. Like you know, it just doesn't make sense. For the for the longest time, the only act the only wrestler that was active when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame was Ric Flair by one day, right? And That's I liked right. that. I liked that that was the only exception. And he retired. I know TNA all that we ignore that, but uh, he retired yeah. the next day. Um, he retired the next day from yeah. being inducted. I quite liked that he was the only exception to the rule. I felt like if he should be, but now it just True. feels like that rule's totally gone out the window. Now, now we've got a Hall of Famer Snoop winning matches. You know, it's out of control. Oh, okay, let's touch on that quickly before we get to the main event because obviously to me that was the best match of the night. Just again, me being Canadian and watching these guys in the indie scene, I've known them pretty much from their days of coming up and all that stuff. So it was perfect for me. But all this extra in-between stuff, I was wondering what they were going to do this year because everyone was still saying, oh, The Rock still might show up, Austin still might show up, this, this, and that, whatever. But they decided to do it both nights because we could touch on night two because it doesn't matter. With the Miz and Snoop being involved with some kind of chicanery, some kind of I call it the shits. But in night one, it was placed perfectly, I think, because if you put a match after that, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, it would have been shitted on no matter what match it was, right? So it was smart to put yep. this in because then everyone's already, you know, released everything out, and now they could just shit on this and then move on to the next. And then it, the main event was fantastic. But 
Your favorite Pat McAfee shows up day one. I don't know why this was such a huge surprise to me. This You did it at Royal Rumble. Now you're juicing it. I, I don't understand. People who like wrestling don't like Pat McAfee. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's a wrestling bubble thing, like I think, where... The WWE thinks because he has millions of followers that watch his show that they're going to come over. No, they don't. Like, it's just the wrestling audience. So I think that was a waste of opportunity to bring someone else bigger. Night two was pretty all right, mind you, if he didn't pull his dad and pull a quad. But, you know, it happens. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it's, it's true. It's true. I mean, I, I really enjoy Pat McAfee. I think he's a great commentator and I really, really of enjoy course. watching him. Um, but you're right. They need to get well. It's been like this for 20, 30, 40 years now. If we bring in Muhammad Ali, then everyone who watches boxing is going to come and watch wrestling at WrestleMania 1. They don't. It's, it's like proven. The, everyone I know. who watches Logan Paul is going to come and watch uh, WWE. It just doesn't happen. They'll watch the clip, they'll watch the yes, 15 or go watch his social media for the clip. So he, technically, WWE's not getting the hit. So yeah, but no one's getting a Peacock subscription. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Exactly. Fortnite, like come on. Right. <laughs> but did enjoy seeing KSI though. If we wanted just before, we, did you? If we, I, yeah, I like KSI. Okay, I watched no him problem. in the early days um, on YouTube because he used to play a lot of FIFA. Oh, um, gotcha. and that's how he started on YouTube. He was yeah, just doing FIFA videos and playing online. And um, I love FIFA, and it was just <laughs> the funniest shit in the world. And it's just mad what he's become. But um, I do, despite my best attempts, I do still find him quite funny sometimes. Uh, just that's seeing what him was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when I thought he did really well. Yeah, yeah. He did do also, really well. Seth, his, face, his face just in that prime cat. That's <laughs> when it was first revealed. His little grin. It made me happy. Yeah, only, only Seth could get away with that outfit. I'm sure, Max, you want to touch on that quickly, too. It, it's, oh, my God. That was a Jeff Jarrett, WCW. No, that's Jarrett what I was thinking stuff. of. I'm like, why is this guy giving a shout-out to Jeff? Like, I thought there was something. I don't know. Does anyone have any insight? I didn't end up reading anything or looking into it, so I don't know. what. It just, he just took it off very quickly, but I just had this picture of Shawn Michaels in the back just being super jealous and like, <laughs> fuck, why didn't I do that outfit? It would have clashed. Pink would have clashed with Shawn. Oh my well, God. Seth was wearing pink and red. Like, come on, yeah, that's that was true. Ultimate he was classic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a great video of just before Seth goes out, and there's Becky backstage being like, "No way," and being like super jealous. And he just goes, "This is just how life is now. You know, we you won't let me share wardrobes. Um, that's just their their married dynamic, and I love that for them." Oh my god, and on to the main of Oh, actually, we were just going to skip over. Who would have thought at WrestleMania 39 we would skip over? labeled the greatest of all time mr john cena what did you guys think of that starting off i thought it was flat ass shit i don't know what the fuck was going on i i to me I what a wasted opportunity so it was stupid why did what i a keep stupid match i mean john cena is not wrong that promo he cut with like the people don't believe in you they don't care like normally when you do those kind of promos it's meant to elicit kind of a no we do don't say that but he was 100 percent correct i have no interest in austin theory whatsoever He's awful. I don't, I don't. I don't know if he's <laughs> awful. I think he's a good. He's a good performer, awful. and he, he has his moments. So dumb. He's all right. He's a bit generic looking. He's a bit like you were saying about NXT earlier and the sort of two K cores and stuff. Like he has a bit of that about him. Well, me, you, you know who he is, but it's true though. The similarities. He's John Cena before John Cena became John Cena. Like you know what I mean. So he needs to find his his thing, his uh, whatever gimmick or whatever he needs to be. Because, yeah, he is that generic prototype, no pun intended, wrestler, like, right? So it's, 
as soon as he finds his voice or his, you know, his whatever, because now he also has that stench of being McMahon's kid, like, you know what I mean? So, well, he is, he's a Vince McMahon wet dream, but so was Randy Orton back in the day. And, and look, turned, yeah, but look how long know, it yeah, took yeah. for him to do it. It wasn't overnight, it still took a couple of years, right? Yeah. Like, I just hope it doesn't take as long as it did for Roman, because with, but in Roman's case, it was sort of the WWE pushing him as a face, whereas he's already a heel. But I don't know, I can't see him even being a face. I don't know what, what to do. Like, honestly, I, I wouldn't know what to do. He's, they got to do something fast because, yeah, a lot of people are going to lose interest quickly. It was funny as shit, John Cena coming out with all the Make-A-Wish kids. And it was oh, actually God. quite nice. Like, I was quite sort of touched to that entrance. And I was like, oh, that's quite sweet. Um, and so, you know, high fives with all the, you know, cute little Down Syndrome kids and these other kids that will probably like, be dead in a week or whatever. And um, then he sort of goes down, it's all heartwarming and loving, and then he just gets beaten like a bitch. <laughs> I just thought that was just really funny. All those kids were crying backstage, without a doubt. And, it's a life lesson um, for all of them. It's like, there is no hope. Just I, I want to be like, do you remember that South Park episode where Cartman's just like feeding off that kid's tears? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, if it was old school WWE, they would probably just wheel him out of the arena quickly, not even let them watch the match, and that's it. Okay, guys, see you. You're done. (laughs) Don't worry, he won, he won. He's John Cena. He never loses. Never give up. Come on. I mean, it's it's so crazy. (laughs) Whenever I see John Cena now, it's just (laughs) weird seeing him from his very debut match. Now to being a bit of an old man, he's he's lost his muscle weight, like, he's still a big dude, but comparing to, like, the shape he used to be in, it's just weird that he's now this kind of, um, I don't know, this dad nostalgia act, he's a a dad nostalgia act. Yeah, exactly. It's my childhood. (laughs) Well, now you know how I feel about Hulk Hogan, my friends. You have reached where I've reached. About well, the last it's the ago. Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Fame that makes me feel old as well. Because I remember when uh, I was, you know, watching the Hall of Fame when we were younger. It was like these people were being inducted. It's like you sort of knew their name. You knew they were legends, sure. but you hadn't you hadn't actually seen their stuff because it was before your time or whatever. Now, not only do we know every single fucking person who's getting <laughs> inducted. We remember them all debuting as well. Do you know what I mean? Like we saw them live. Yeah, yeah, all of them. And it's like there's. It's sort of cool in a way because now we're watching Hall of Fames. It's like oh, we know everyone. This is great. There's nothing. But sure. but yeah, it does. It does make you feel like mortal and old as fuck. Well, speaking of Hall of Fame, the main event of night one, four gentlemen that will be in the Hall of Fame for sure, especially after this storyline. We have the Usos versus Owens and Zayn. To me, this was the best match. Not work. Right, not in ring, but everything together. The match was fantastic itself. It's not like it was a shitty match. Great near falls. That's that's I think the theme of this WrestleMania weekend. All the near falls were done correctly and not sporadically or just for the fuck of it. Like it wasn't finisher near fall, finisher near fall. It was you thought they were gonna do it with their secondary move or some outside interference happens. You thought and then near fall, near fall, and that's the way I think near fall should be done. But oh my god, everything about this match from start to end, the ending was perfect. Like, how could you not end it with Sami Zayn and main event Jay? Oh, my God. Perfect. Chef's kiss all the way around. Our, we got our feel-good main event, which fucked up for night two. But all right, Jesse, what's your scoop on this? Why don't you like it? Maybe because I'm no, Canadian and I'm impartial. No, I haven't got a scoop. I've got a scoop. Uh, Max did say, um, and I agree with him, that there were way too many super kicks. It well, you know it, why. It it for me. It killed it. Yeah, but you know why. why, right? That was for the Young Bucks and PW thing, whatever, PWG. Yeah, yeah, no, but it was it was Usos. It doesn't, it didn't translate. The, it, was, 
it didn't translate. It was missed. Like for me, that killed a lot of the match. I was like, "Fuck, say, come on!" You no, think I so? 100% agree. The, the finish was great, but I, I did not vibe with the match at all. Really? Again, maybe because I was so invested in the story, and this was—I don't know—even though it wasn't, you know, a world title, so to speak. But imagine you guys wanting to be wrestlers, becoming wrestlers, and then beating. Oh, yeah. the best the, tag the team so-called no, no, to win the titles right Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens could do no wrong in my eyes I fucking love okay. them both um, like, so you and, just think yeah. the way the match was laid out it could have been done a bit better yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't okay. but, but that, doesn't, that doesn't matter like, like you say like, as long as the finish is good that's all that matters in wrestling really as long yeah. as storylines and finishes are good you can take or leave the rest of yeah. it Next year, they're going to release a WE24 on oh, this. Oh, my gonna God, right? change my mind and be like, oh, it's the best match I've ever seen. Because <laughs> you know? so those documentaries do that. They yeah, do that. They do. I need to make, uh, they could fucking make one on December to Dismember. And it would make <laughs> you think it was the greatest pay-per-view that WE have ever done. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I love that the Usos have solidified themselves as one of the best tag teams. You know, to go from face paint Usos to yeah. working on main event, and then yeah, just Jimmy and Jay are insane. They're so and good. If, and uh, tag team division being in the main event, I know, like when there's two nights, you could afford to do something like that. But it, it's nice to not. It, for the longest time, it's always felt like in WWE that. Oh, we haven't got anything for you. We'll stick you in a tag team. That's what, right. that's what it's sort of, and it sort of demeans the tag team division a lot. Well, they sort of like do that. that. Look at Ricochet and Strowman. There's an example. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you think back in the day, like was it Cody Rhodes and Hardcore Holly? Do you remember that? And it was like yeah. it was just like this example of Fantastic just like we have no idea team. what to do with either of you. Fuck it, just be a tag team. And, yeah. and every every WrestleMania there was two fatal four way tag team matches just to get people to just pay to get everyone in. It was just, yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was exhausting. I mean, I kind of the the showcase tag team match was a bit like meh but they still put a bit of a story behind it by like whoever wins this is now in contention to go for the titles like that's cool uh in terms of how they kind of did it but yeah sammy this is kevin owen's second wrestlemania in a row that he's main evented technically which that's is really right because cool, he did austin last yep. year yeah, yeah. um and yeah to, to see the pj PWG story even get mentioned and then for them That's to do cool. it. Who would have thought? Um, would you guys ever have thought they would, or even allow them to have the logo on their fucking uh, pants and shorts? That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And at the press conference, they acknowledged the Briscoes, which yep. I thought was a really nice touch. Um, yeah. yeah. Kevin it, Owens it awesome. ate a Snickers. <laughs> I saw someone <laughs> post online whilst he was eating that Snickers, they said it's got like Homer Simpson trying to eat Subway at the funeral sort of <laughs> energy about it. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. No, but yeah, to me, night one was fantastic. If we didn't have night two, I would not be upset with this. It was great, again, opening and a lot of, because the past few have been sort of stale, so I like that. And it flowed nicely, too. That was the other thing I found. Yeah, I thought so. It was good. And night two, which we're about to move on to, um, it didn't, it sounds like we're down on it. It had great matches. No, it did. Night two as well. It was just some odd decision but making. But you know what it was? It was, yeah, it was odd decision making. It was like, okay, we thought you were going to go one way, you went the other. And there was like two really good matches, but everything else was like, eh, okay. Whereas night one, every match could have held up as a good, yeah, pretty much main or co-main event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So someone explained it well. The weirdness of it was night one was to feel good 
get exactly what you want. <laughs> and then you show up for night two and they're like, It's like, here you go. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck you. I'm not going to give you any charge, you cunts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. All right, Jesse, oh. what, what do you want to kick off with? What, what was your spectacle um, of night two? Uh, for night two, um, uh, if we're going match, because there's a match at the moment, um, match would be. Um, <laughs> The triple threat drew um, against Sheamus against uh, I still call him Walter. What's he called? No, he is called Walter now. Gunther. Oh, no, Gunther. Gunther. Um, yeah, I've always still got Walter in my head. Cause I'm a hipster. Um, he, yeah, just fucking great match. Walter, man, is just so fucking good. Just consistently good. Loving. I said to Max earlier. I just love how over Sheamus is at the moment as well. Right. It just yeah. feels like I love it. I fucking love so it. Do I. It just feels so like do I. it has this. It has this sort of feeling about it of just like, this guy has just worked his fucking tits off in nearly 15 years in the WWE. Never complained, always done whatever's been asked of him. And it just feels like everyone's gone, yeah, fair enough. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we can't deny you. You know, we love you, man. Like, like 2006. Uh, nine. Almost it was. Tw- 2009. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, because I remember um, his. His first title against John Cena at TLC in a tables match because I remember watching it when yes. I lived with Alex and Brock we watched it in that and it, it, that, um, that one came out of nowhere I was just like what the fuck it How? did you're and giving this guy the championship who is this guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere and it was like oh fuck well he's going to be gone in 10 minutes but he wasn't he stuck around and he's worked hard he's never never stopped never complained and, every, and it almost feels like he's getting his gold watch a little bit now with everyone just fucking loving him which is great um, Drew, we've always loved Drew. Walter, oh, yeah. uh, Gunther, we've always loved. But Gunther. you know what? I think Drew's starting to get a little bit stale. Like I think we replaced yeah. Drew with Sheamus, so to speak, over here at least in North America. Like you know what I mean? It's like Drew was supposed to win when he was supposed to win against Reigns. They didn't do it. So now it's like we're like okay, whatever. And he hasn't really changed. He's still the same guy with the sword and everything. So it's like okay, yeah. what else can you do? Like what are you going to go after the IC belt now? It's like okay, you didn't win. Now what? Now now you're going to form a tag team? Are you going to bring up like the Gallus boys from NXT and have now your own faction too to combat against Sheamus and the the Bruling Brutes or whatever they want to call themselves? So it's like where's this going with with McIntyre? So now it's like no, we've hitched our wagon onto Sheamus and. I don't know if it was the wrong decision to make Gunter win because I know what they're doing. I think they want to push him as the greatest IC champ of all time because you see what they're doing with this guy. Like they, they, this guy's gonna be shot to the moon, right? So, or is this guy gonna be the guy to dethrone Roman eventually? I don't know, but we'll see. But I think it was they should have again. They should at least give us one feel good on this show, and I think it should have been Sheamus winning that title. You know the pop he would have got if he won the title. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was exactly. Yeah, it was one of many decisions that night which made zero sense like what's wrong with having some flowers and Sheamus getting his especially at Mania my god you become Grand Slam champ at Mania that's crazy yeah yeah. you can just wreck on it a backlash like whatever Drew took the pin didn't he just let Sheamus pin Drew and then Gunther doesn't get hurt you know Gunther hasn't lost so he you know, he won't have the belt anymore, but you can still push him as being um, yeah. not defeated in a long time and stuff exactly. like that. You know, that's the whole point of triple threats. You know, thank you. But yeah, baffling, baffling decision. Well, no, but very, but, very, very, it was a great match. Actual, but the actual match quality, like, sort of had a Japanese feel to me, just oh hard hitting yeah. and just, just a great, great match. Just my my style of wrestling. That is, that's my. I think my this style. match was probably, if not the, maybe one, two, or three of night one and two, in my yeah. opinion. 
for sure, for sure. Um, for me, originally I thought it was going to be Edge and the Demon. As a That's, I thought you would be like match. coming in your pants watching that yeah. match. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I did, but <laughs> it was hard. It was I had to force it. Um, um, I love that we we're back to the normal cell. Like I'll just touch this match quick. I'm back, glad that the red cell has died a death. We're oh, back to the silver cell. I think, hated hated the coloured kendo sticks and chairs though. Yeah, that was dumb. That was dumb. Yeah. Cinnamon Crunch sponsored. We'll get on to that. I have a whole rant to go on. Um, But, yeah, I think Finn... I feel bad because I've just seen the picture, but obviously Finn got busted open the hard way. That was rough. My God. Stopping a match for a Hell in a Cell just deflates a Hell in a Cell to to no end. But I just saw the picture and it is a four-inch gash on the top of his forehead. Like, they were right to stop it. They were definitely right to stop it. Well, the guy still took staples and they injected some numbing whatever into his head so he could at least get get a little bit further in the match. Because, yeah, obviously, as you could tell by the finish, it was stopped abruptly. But the man still wanted to go and keep going. So, but again... Yeah, but... But I don't know. I think, the, again, the wrong decision. You know, Demon it, Balor should yeah, not ever like, lose, man. This is dumb. Yeah. But th- this is the thing. I mean, Demon Balor has lost all credibility. The, right. Demon Balor, what it used to be in NXT, was Finn Balor, but just amped up. Now we're seeing this whole... Ah, ah, <laughs> Stop, I can't. Like, That's hilarious. I'm a demon. The, the worst it's thing like he ate out some fucking like, smelly oh. ass or something. He's like... Ah. Yeah, it's horrendous. And then he's like a little zombie caught in the cage. Hated it, <laughs> hated, 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 hated it. I couldn't stop anyway. laughing at that point. I loved it, though. I loved it. Fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, the match I actually enjoyed was, again, uh, <laughs> with <laughs> Women's Championship, uh, Bianca Belair and Asuka. Uh, oh, weird okay. Weird build to this match. Weird build, not a lot going on. Um, I'll let Jesse talk about Asuka. In, in a second, but her new her new look is is fantastic, um, and yeah, thank you, Jesse. And then I just think we know Bianca Belair is a, a phenomenal wrestler. Having Asuka back and on full form, Asuka as well is really cool. The power bomb that they did on the outside, right? Me, like, my balls go in nuts. my stomach because that yep. was brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, wrong finish. Like, you're going to have people starting maybe to turn on Bianca at this point if you just kind of keep pushing that winning narrative. It it will it will happen. Wrestling fans are fickle to quote a former Planet champion. So I would have put it on Asuka because I think she's red hot at the moment and it's cool to see her in a new new gimmick, a new character. Yeah, we need, we need a reign of terror and I feel like Asuka's the sort of person that would do that in the women's division. Yeah, it would have been perfect timing, but I wonder if they're going with the narrative again because I've already started seeing it online. She's being dubbed as Miss WrestleMania because now this is her third Mania she's won in a row. So maybe they're going with that and they didn't want her to lose that Mania. And now Asuka's lost four Manias, so maybe they're going to go with that narrative on her end. So who knows? Maybe they'll flip it now at Backlash or whatever the next pay-per-view is. I think it's Backlash, right? So, it's Backlash. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. So who knows what they're going to do there. But yeah... Again, there's, there was a disconnect. This seemed rushed and forced. I don't know if... Yeah. Like, you know, I know, but... It was good fun. It just needed a little bit of room to breathe. Like, I thought the match was really good, and they did some really hard-hitting stuff, and, and the counters were flawless. The counters were amazing. I don't like this... It just in, needed to breathe. The in-between characters, it's like... 
one's face, one's supposed to be face, one's supposed to be heel, but they're not either. And half the audience liked one, half the audience liked the other. It's like the the like there was there was a disconnect in the ring for me. Like the psychology was sort of off because it's like one can't really cheat, one can. Like even with the miss, like when Asuka does it, people think it's cool, but it's like oh, whatever. I don't know. Also, Asuka winning with the green mist would have been such a great nod to Muta exactly. going into yeah. the Hall of Fame. That would have been great. And also, there were so many times this happened in matches throughout the weekend where the ref almost gets knocked down, yeah. like a kick almost too, happens, right? and they stop them. And then that happened at least four times uh, over this weekend, which is weird. You don't do the same finish multiple times. You don't even do it twice. But yeah, I found that weird. But overall... If I had to pick a match from night two, it would be that one. All right. Well, on to the best match, best storytelling. Lesnar versus Olmas is my pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That match, no. It, it did its job. It did its yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, no, it did. And I thought, I was thinking, like, how's Lesnar going to get Omos up for a F5? Like, is Omos going to get onto the top rope and sort of make right? a fake? He's going to try something and that'll allow Lesnar to get on the shot. The Mad Cut just picked him up anyway. He's like, <laughs> fuck, like, oh, fuck, the guy picks up a fucking moose. I forgot you were brought Lesnar. Exactly. <laughs> like, that. that's a Saskatchewan training up here in Canada when he just grabs the moose and starts carrying them around. <laughs> Well, do you remember that SummerSlam 2003 trailer when he f 5 the fucking shark? On the <laughs> That's right! <laughs> so there you go. We should, never, we should never underestimate what brought Lesnar. No. Do. No, no, you're right. It, it did do its job, but no, that's not my match. Like, again, two big men, this is perfect. I love that type of storytelling. That's it, done and done. But again, I think Omar should have gone over. It's just my, if you're going to bill him as the next Andre the Giant, why is this guy, Andre the Giant never lost. Why does this guy keep losing? Like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, yeah. you know, and I understand he's still young and MVP's trying to teach them because they were even saying that in, in Michael Cole was bringing, or even Graves, I don't know which one was bringing it up where, yeah, what he lacks in the ring, MVP makes up for and whatever, whatever. But no, obviously you got Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns in the main event. Everyone thinking, every 99.9% of the people thinking it's finally going to happen. Cody's going to do it. First rolls to win a championship. Yeah. And that was the right choice. Everything no. was set up so perfectly. Even through the match, everything was set right? up so perfectly. Until Great the last 12 seconds, you know? And, oh, man, yeah. Such a great match. Such a great I match. I think so. Until the end. Those multiple crossroads that he was doing on Roman towards the end should have been the finish. That just should have been oh, it. And it would have been a great pop. That pop would have been insane. Like, what other entertainment show in the world goes, you know what, we've got 80,000 people watching this, let's piss them all off and send them <laughs> home unhappy. Who the yeah. fuck does they've that? Spent, they've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on these tickets, not to mention the hotel and everything. Like, That's true, too. Let's really fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yeah, you know what it is? I wonder, again, twofold. If it has to do with the sale of the WWE, that's one. And or if it's the whole because Rhodes wasn't involved in the whole storyline from the beginning. So it feels, again, rushed force. If he never got injured, what do you have taken it? And now you could go with the whole narrative. He's going to beat Bruno San Martino's record. He has to now, right? Yeah, but, but Co- yeah, it's great for Roman. Roman will carry on, but Co- Cody's out of it. All of his momentum's gone, just like that. Like it's, it feels like there's all that steam's gone. It's me and Max said like, after that match finished. I messaged Max and went, "Well, that's me WWE to the Royal Rumble then." <laughs> like, cause, but it's true because like there's there's no incentive to tune in now at all. Yeah, I, 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 I love. 
That's funny. Yeah, I loved the past couple of weeks watching Cody and like Cody for me from a promo perspective is Fantastic. just so entertaining to watch. Like yeah. I adore watching Cody, even in AEW, phenomenal. And I thought if Cody wins the title, I will be tuning in for sure, hundred percent. I'll be tuning in because what a moment that would have been for. We're not even just talking about Cody's journey. We're talking about like Dusty's journey as well, and Triple H. This is what makes me laugh because <laughs> Triple H is such a golden boy that everyone forgets what a cunt Triple H used to be with getting his way. And this is the narrative that pisses me off about how, oh, Papa H and how good Papa <laughs> H is to the world. Because whenever anything goes wrong in WWE, like a poor decision, someone goes, well, Vince was clearly back involved in some way. Vince is clearly back doing stuff. And it's like, no, Triple H controls what Triple H wants to control. And he doesn't like Cody. And he always did back in the day, yeah. Even though Triple H is Cody's favourite wrestler. He's got on record, Cody Rhodes, is saying that. that his favourite wrestler growing up and always has been is Triple H. He but finally yeah. hit a pedigree after a year of teasing in AEW yeah. and through to here. Like, well, speaking of AEW, how, how did you like a contracted AEW showing up in the front row in negative one? <laughs> Jesse, Jesse was texting me. He was like, is that the same little shit that ruined the Dark Order? Oh, my like, God. Yes, Brody, Brody's, Brody's dead son. Yes. Fuck him. Yeah, no, fuck him. Like, <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry your dad died. This is against kids today. No, fuck, like, you know, it's that horrible. I wouldn't I wish that on anyone. Of course. But that doesn't mean that you get to pretend to be a fucking pro wrestler in a professional organization with a, for, for ages as well. Do you know, yeah, but you know what? Well. It's, okay, you can't be angry at the kid. That's that's Khan's yes, fault. No, you can't. If, okay, if that happened to you, you wouldn't fucking jump in the ring at age fucking six or eight or whatever he is. Yeah, 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 but I, I totally accept all the hate that would inevitably come my way no, from no. Old, old cunts like me. There you go. But it's, uh, it's no, don't, I don't, I don't care. You know, I, I've got sympathy, but I don't, don't milk it. Is all I'm saying. Sure. Also, hundred percent. Before Jesse starts shitting on children more, Solo Sequoia <laughs> getting kicked out of ringside. I don't know. This just feels like a weird kayfabe thing in wrestling. Like when a referee rolls his arms and points to the back, that ref, that wrestler is out. That wrestler yeah, is not coming back. He is banished to the zone of wrestlers who can never return. He's the Benoit of the backstage. He can't come back. Wow. You don't just go backstage, put on a hoodie, run round, go through <laughs> the crowd, and then interfere. That's all I was picturing. Is Solo finding his hoodie in the locker room, sneaking out through the crowd, and then coming in? You just reminded. Sorry to completely change the subject for a second. You just reminded me by mentioning Benoit. Uh, I was bored the other day and I was on ChatGPT. And I tried to make ChatGPT uh, write a Chris Benoit promo of him coming back from the dead and swearing revenge on the WWE. Oh my God. (laughs) But but ChatGPT wouldn't do it. It said to me, Chris Benoit appears to be a real person who died in tragic circumstances. So we won't do this for you. Well, good for them. Fuck. I'm going to continue the side note. Earlier this week, leaders in the tech space, in a, leaders in AI, even Elon Musk, they wrote a letter about the dangers of AI and these automated machines and right. what the troubles that can come from it. Jesse is that trouble. Jesse's teaching these like AI machines. The data set of Jesse's brain should never be taught. Steve, you're like this. I made, I sent it to Max. I got ChatGPT to write an entire Seinfeld scene where um, where George Costanza 
um, is supposed to be wrestling a luchador, but the luchador won't lose because he can't speak English. But George is convinced that the luchador can speak more English than he's letting on. And it was a scene in the cafe of him wow. talking to Jerry, going, "I just know that this luchador can speak more English than he's letting on." I saw him speaking English to someone else, but as soon as I try and call the spot, he just pretends he can't speak English. It was amazing. It was a perfect scene, wasn't it, Max? It really was. It yes. really was. <laughs> See, it's true. It's because of people like you. People think AI is going to rule the world, man. <laughs> Like, it, it's not, and it's true, I, I don't know who said it, one of these people, Musk, or one of these really smart people said it. It's not AI that's going to ruin us, it's the people running AI that's going to ruin us. I've made him yeah. write poetry for me to pull women. Holy fuck. <laughs> and it's worked. <laughs> hey, to each his own, man, to each his own. Hey, guys, have sex with Probably robots, not. why not pick their brain too now? Yeah, yes. I mean... Introducing you to that is probably the worst thing I've ever done to, to society. Oh, so this is your <laughs> fault. Oh. Yeah, I, mean, just, I was just trying to bond, you know. I, I, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Back to wrestling, right. please. Yeah, We're going off on a nice long tangent here, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the main event. Yeah, Two it was crazy. It was like everyone thought it was Rhodes, Rhodes, and then obviously Reigns wins. But, also, but what's up? But also. Sami Zayn coming in, hitting the halluva kick, being the downfall of Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect! You wrote the perfect storyline, and you fucked it. Well, again, we'll have to see what happens. Who knows? What if this is the most brilliant fucking swerve of, of no, all time? No, no, Steve, we won't see what happens because we won't be tuned in because we're okay, so depressed. I'll let you guys know then. It, it's, <laughs> it doesn't have the same hit. If all of this gets reversed and it's in... Puerto Rico and Cody wins the title next month. It's it's not the same. It's not the same as WrestleMania in Hollywood. Eighty thousand people. It's well, not. That's why it will be at SummerSlam so, now, and that's why. The, and he'll hit a thousand days too. You want that grand, the, Mark? The only thing I thought of that could possibly keep Cody's momentum going and make his eventual win special, at least to him or something, is if WWE do a Starcade. If they do like a special Starcade pay per view, and then get get um, Roman Reigns past you know the thousand days or whatever they want to do, sure. but have Cody main eventing the rest- WrestleMania of WCW that his dad invented, right. you know, like that that could be special and maybe something that he'd like, and it could kind of work then maybe, but they'd have to really fucking market and that well. And then throw another one in there, put it in War Games. War game Starcade done. Yeah, why not? Just one on one. You don't even need a team. It's just one against each other. You don't need two rings, but who cares? Go fucking nuts. And then set the ring on fire and make and it explode. Regal's, Regal's back as well, isn't he, at WWE? So he yeah. can come out and at least just say war games on the Well, board. speaking of, let's go back war quickly games. before we wrap this all up and we give our scores quick for night one, two, and whatever. I, I wanted to mention this for the whole fucking Edge thing. Everyone teased the brood. He even came out as the brood. Christian left AEW, you had the opportunity. Gangrel was in LA, obviously, everyone knew about that. What the fuck? Unless it's going to happen tonight on Raw, maybe. There was nothing, he, didn't, he didn't even come out as the brood. There was nothing broody about it. Yeah, his name was called Brood Edge. That's shit. That's not it. <laughs> that's like... That's, 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 that's like the brood. There, there's certain music that goes with the brood. There's a certain look and like the color, the red color and everything. There was none of that. He came out in his like Diamante skull, whoever the fuck it was, and just... There was nothing Which looked sick. It, it did look cool, but if you're going to... It made no sense. If you're going to advertise yourself as coming back as the brood, come back to the fucking brood. Uh, like, and he just didn't. There was nothing, nothing broody. 
See, again, night two, we just don't understand what they were going for in night two, right? So, Can I shit on night one quickly? Because it annoyed oh. me more than night two did. What? But okay. the fucking what? advertising did oh. my absolute... I was texting was Jesse. I was... Okay, but I hold on. Did you watch it live? No. No. Okay, so fast forward. What's wrong with you? No, no, no. It's just, how can you fast forward a what? match that is sponsored by TurboTax? Oh, I Cinnamon see what you're saying. Crunch. Like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah. off. I, wait, see, well, yeah. I counted. I counted. I counted. Night one, there was 22 adverts Shut up. on a pay-per-view. 22 adverts. When Gunter won, uh, retained the Intercontinental title, Michael Cole was screaming and putting over Gunter and yeah. saying how brilliant he is. At the same, fair play to Michael Cole, really, because it's a bit of an art. At the same time, he was putting over some lemonade. Like, he was, <laughs> he was literally doing both at the same time. And it was kind of an art form to witness him sort of Fucking celebrating Cole. the lemonade. He was like, you know, he's as strong as this beautiful fizzy lemonade. Well, since you're on the Michael Cole note quickly, too, I'm... Instead of being negative and shitting on something, an advertisement, I think this was Michael Cole at his peak. Like, this is one of my favorite WrestleManias that Michael Cole has ever called. Like, he was excited. He was there. Obviously, night one for Pat McAfee, he came in his pants when he saw him, like usual. But this whole Adam Graves thing going back and forth, too. I think Adam Graves, Michael Cole, best team that they have right now in WWE, even though they don't use them weekly. But I like them for special pay per views. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're great. Um, just before, because we're going to forget, just before oh. we get onto the star rating, Shane McMahon, we just have to very quickly oh, talk about it. That's right. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> my, it's my favourite moment of um, possibly wrestling, I think. Wow. <laughs> it was, it was very high honours. So funny. Uh, I hate to laugh at someone getting injured, but it's just the, the poetic nature of it, when, like you say... Uh, Vince McMahon at Royal Rumble 2005 tearing Same his quads. Same thing, man. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. After, That's after why. After coming out, you know, Vince McMahon comes out unexpectedly, tears both of his quads. Shane McMahon comes out unexpectedly, tears his quad. And just after the pop that he was back and he was so ready to go, and then, like, literally just, like, one jump, and he just crumpled. And just even the commentary and stuff, like, they, they knew that something had happened, but they were still, like, all upbeat. And it's like, oh, looks like Shane landed badly on his knee. <laughs> like, oh, they're just rolling him out. And then like, they the just... Commentary- I, I love when WWE fun. just dismisses stuff out of nowhere. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> as if it never exists. Like, it's as if McMahon never came out, and all of a sudden Snoop drops to people's elbow, and they're talking, well, I guess this is the Snoopy elbow, or whatever they fucking called it, <laughs> or the doggy <laughs> elbow. In, and, in okay. the WrestleMania book, Snoop Dogg has a WrestleMania win. That is true. In a match that he wasn't even like that, he wasn't even in the match, but he got the. But how brilliant! Like you know what I mean for this man to think on the fly because obviously he didn't have no earpiece. I don't think just gets in the ring. You know what? I'm having my own match. Fucking knocks out the Miz twice. (laughs) When he he goes over to Shane and goes, "You okay, bro?" (laughs) He's like like, like writhing on the floor. (laughs) Best impromptu moment of all time. That's for sure. And it was a good elbow. elbow. It was a good elbow. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was better than his AEW performance. Oh, man, I've said to Max... I've said to Max for years now, it's like Snoop Dogg completed... If his life was a video game, he's completed the main narrative, and now he's just going back and doing all the side quests that he missed along the way. And that's what this is. That's why he turns up on wrestling. That's why he releases a cookbook. Do you know what I mean? Just all this weird, like, side quests that he's just... Yeah, but think about it. Isn't Logan Paul this generation of Snoop Dogg, minus no. the rapping? 
Because he's doing everything he's ever wanted. He's been in boxing matches with the best, wrestling rings. He's done it all. He's a fucking multi-millionaire at age whatever, 28, 29. He's, he's living his best life too, right? Yeah, but he's an asshole. He's just, he doesn't come well, across as sort of... Uh, Snoop Dogg is likable. That's the main difference. That's true. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that much. I'll give, okay, so night one, what do you rate it? 3.75. Shit. Oh, we're doing out of five, okay. Um, no, we're doing out of 27. Thank you. 20. <laughs> um, I give it a three. Oh, Ooh, shit. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, I don't know. Until the WE24 comes out, I really didn't enjoy these this mania that much. Oh, okay. Well, you know I what? Enjoyed, I enjoyed it more than men, many recent manias, without a doubt. I'll give it that much. A lot of people were saying this was like the best mania and whatever. I'm like, okay, let's relax ourselves. It's just because it's a good mania after so many years. I agree. It was great. I enjoyed night one a lot. I give night one, I want to give it a four. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with a solid four. I'll, I'll go with four okay. for night one because there was, like I said, there was nothing really shitty about night one. And even the shitty part with McAfee, like I said, it was to me, that was a commercial from. The best, the second best match to the best match of the night, in my opinion. So you needed that little buffer in between, and you didn't want to shoehorn a women's match like they always do in those situations because I feel so bad for them or put on a five minute match. So to me, top to bottom, yeah. night one, I had no real complaints. Like everything was, you know, not bad. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm being a dick. I'll give it three point five. There you go. Thank you. Because okay. I'm going to give night two free. <laughs> so I was like, I was, uh, night yeah. one was better. Night one was better. Well, and that night was my mentality too. This is the thing. Night two, night one when it ended, I went, yeah, that was that was okay. But the matches in night two, I was hyped for that they were going to be better. So I was See, kind of so was I. Night one already. And then I watched night two and I went, oh, that was a bit lackluster. Night one was better. So yeah. Yeah, I was the exact same way. On paper, I, I thought I was going to like night two better. But then night one was just so spectacular. I'm like, how are they going to you know, do better than this. And then night two started, I was like, okay, that's okay. Okay, that's, no, this is not, no, this is hard. No, just stop. And then the triple threat happened. I was like, okay, good. We're, we're getting back to normal. And then it was just all, and then unfortunate, all the injuries and stuff too happened. But yeah, I don't know. So night two, night two, what do you give it, Jesse? Yeah. I'm, I'm with Max, I'm three. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm yeah, giving it no. a three too. I, I yeah. agree. That main event was such a killer. Like, well, you had the opportunity to have one of the best, WrestleMania main events and no, fucked no. it. Well, at least in a couple of years we can get AI to redo the oh, ending for fuck. us. <laughs> in, Jesse, in Jesse's vision. Of course, of course. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming aboard this week. I know we're running long, but you know, it is WrestleMania, so too bad. At least you're not getting eight hours yeah. of us. <laughs> exactly. They got eight hours. We're allowed an extra 20 minutes. Yeah. For sure, but. Plug whatever you want to promote. Shine, my friends. Um, go find Rebel Acoustics with Jesse Benz on Spotify. First episode's up now. I'm going to do my best to do one a week. Schedules might get in the way of that sometimes. Um, find me on Instagram at my name, Jesse Benz. Um, I'll be posting all the stuff on there as well. Um, updates on the episodes. Um, if you want me to play any particular music, if you're in a band and you want to be involved, just let me know and I'll um, I'll get it done. Otherwise, find Trevor Babajack, who um, is a blues musician I play with. Um, we're gigging a lot at the moment, got a lot of festivals lined up, um, and that is about it from me, I think. 
Surface Knowledge Pod will be debuting on May 1st, so make sure you mark your calendars for that. You can go to surfaceknowledgepod.com. Yeah, that's already a website uh, to keep track of all the stuff going on. There'll be information on socials. Uh, you can also follow the old Got Till 5 Twitter account, GT5 Production, GT5 Network, something like that. And we'll be promoting Jesse's show and my show on that as well. So you got a little bit of cross-branding. And yeah, Steve, always a pleasure. Thank you very thank much you. for letting us in. No, thank Goodbye. you. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Usually I would say rewind to the top of the show, but I have no sponsors this week. So we'll go listen to an old episode. Maybe one that we did together because we have plenty. Did you know, my friends, I'm in now my seventh year of podcasting. So we must have been doing this now for at least five years, my friend. Yeah, because we started right? on your second year, I think. Yes, exactly. Because I didn't start having on. guests until my second year. So, yeah, so at least five years going through. Can you believe that we've covered, I think, five manias now? Good that Lord. is mad. God, right? the fact that we've my life. Like I know. <laughs> that is crazy. Okay. I, I, yeah, I'm still, we've talked about this before. I still can't remember how we got in touch with each other, how we knew each other, who oh. reached out to who first. I've no idea. It was magic. No, Let's it leave it at that. It was just magic. Yeah, it was fate. We, we just dropped out of the sky into each other's laps. It was meant to be. On that note, he's Jesse. He's Max. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs>